Welcome to Near Death Experience Podcast. I'm Chaz Hathaway. We're going to start today with the experience of one Annalisa on enderf.org. And then we have a couple of very short ones to share as well. Uh, Annalisa does share some details about her past life, or as, as in her life before the uh, near-death experience took place. And so um, I'm going to skip some of that. But uh, here we go. She says, All I remember is that I was in the hospital room. All of a sudden, this bright yellowish-white, almost golden light surrounded me. And uh, this is, I should preface that say this after seven nights of not sleeping at all she had a severe post-traumatic stress disorder and uh and had gone you know like i said a week without sleeping okay um it was brighter off in the into the distance and i was seeing this light as though it were superimposed over the landscape out the window then i was somehow pulled towards this light it was the most incredible feeling of peace and love I have ever, ever experienced. It was pure ecstasy. My heart was alive. It felt as though I had streams of cool, endlessly flowing water running through it, and it was the most exhilarating feeling. I never wanted this feeling to stop, and I was so happy for the first time in my life. I was enthralled, and in this state of bliss, for what felt like a long time and a short time all at once. It were as though all knowledge was being poured through me, that nothing was being held back. I was so loved, and all of my questions were being answered. Then I heard a nurse screaming at me. She sounded so angry, and I could see her as though I were looking from a point near the corner of the ceiling, looking down. She was grabbing me and trying to give me medicine. I wasn't responding to her. I was not happy that she was trying to get me back. Finally, I was somehow back in my body. And I do not remember the entire sequence of events after that. That was when things got very weird. I hovered around death for the remainder of the day. The first experience was in early afternoon. I was very, very sad to be back. At the same time, I was able to sense certain things. I was able to look at my grandmother and see the pain that her past had caused. I could sense the guilt she felt over an abortion in her past and how she buried that pain. I could feel and sense negative thoughts around people. I could literally sense what they were thinking. I could feel my father through the wall of the room and see him. There was a great negativity that was encircling him. There was one other woman that I remember who was also very, very negative. This really fascinated me, although it was a bit frightening. I wanted to love everyone. The saddest part was that not everyone wanted to accept this love. The only people I was not sensing negativity coming from were my, were my mother, who had long ago worked through many of her own psychological issues, and a male nurse named Michael. From the, or Mick, Mick, Michael, Michael, anyway. From them I only sensed love and concern over my well-being. I remember even trying to convince someone about how smoking was not what God wanted them to do, since it hurts God when we hurt ourselves, since we are all so beautiful and sacred. My mom later described me after my near-death experience as being a hippie flower child. 
She still says that about me, too, that I'm really sensitive. I remained in this state for a while, but then my own negative past took over. Since I hadn't really dealt with the painful issues of my past, they overwhelmed me. All the old guilt, pain, and, and buried anger came soaring back. Only this time, I felt like I, it was going to consume me. And it did consume me. I started thinking how unworthy I was of what I had experienced. I started thinking all these horrible, bad thoughts about myself. And I sank back into my old state of gut-wrenching depression. That's when I had my second near-death experience. This one was the most horrible thing that anyone could imagine. I was lying in the bed when all of a sudden I experienced this blackness. There was no light. There was nothing. It was as if I could see the blackness. It just existed, and I knew it was there. All of a sudden, there were these beings all around me. I can't remember how many, but I felt that they were beings that had been around me for a while. They had been waiting for this moment. The beings started pulling at me and took me to this place of absolute desperation. There was nothing, and yet... I existed in this horrible void. The essence of this void was that it was an absence of God. I, wanted, I want to stress that emphatically. It was absolute torture, nothing. Absolutely nothing can describe this pain. It was my worst nightmare come true. The beings there told me that all of my family was doomed to be in the void and that it would be my fault. Even talking about it is very, very hard. It was pure terror. I don't remember how I came back. But after what seemed like an eternity, I was back in the hospital, in my body. I tried to tell people about what I had experienced, but they thought I was crazy. I told my fiancé at the time about what I had experienced. I could not stop talking about it. He left me two weeks later. I recovered physically, but not emotionally. The negative effects of the second experience stayed with me for three years. I gave up all faith in everything, but at the same time, I outwardly professed a lack of belief. Inwardly, I, I feared I was doomed to that awful void and that many people were also going there. I no longer believe that. Over the past year, the positive effects of the first one have been coming out. The main difference between the two near-death experiences, I believe, was my state of mind at the time. During the first one, I knew in my heart that I was loved. I was ready for a peaceful death, and it happened. During the second one, I was letting my deepest fears play out in front of me. I thought I was beyond help and beyond hope. I truly believe that had I asked for help during the second one, it would have come. Instead, I felt not even God could help me, and I remained in that awful place. That's the end of Annalisa's experience. That one is an interesting account because often uh, they will start with a distressing near-death experience, and then they will have positive ones afterward or further on into the experience. But in this one, um, she has a very positive experience, and then much later, when she's in a really rough frame of mind, she has a really rough near-death experience. Now, it's tempting to completely 
agree with her that it was her frame of mind. But there are many who die in that frame of mind who find themselves in nothing but life and love or light and love. And then there are others who are in a wonderful, happy state of mind, and then they go to uh, a hellish, uh, distressing uh, place or have a, a negative experience. But the point that she does make that I think is absolutely valid, according to everything I've heard, is that she says that, I truly believe that had I asked for help during the second near-death experience, it would have come. She didn't ask. And that's not to say that whatever you're doing at the time of your experience, all you have to do is call out and you'll be fine. You know, I don't know that. I, I haven't heard that. But when somebody finds themselves in a distressing uh, situation like that, calling out to God for help, I've, I've always heard of it delivering them. Many people come back before they do that. Um, but I don't think anybody stays there forever unless they choose to. Obviously, there are beings there because they are the ones doing the mean torturing and saying it's your fault and all this stuff. Um, and it's interesting how horrid this feels to her. It's as if um, the things that frighten us are kind of what act as fuel as well as content <laughs> Uh, ideas uh, for a hellish experience for someone and that's a frightening thought because that means that would suggest that whatever your fears are that's probably what would play out just remember that you have a father who loves you and wants to help you and he will and if you call out to him you can save yourself a lot of heartache okay let's read a couple more but these are very short in fact, uh, I think this one by Tom, also on enderf.org, is possibly the first experience that I will read that is on the one scale of detail <laughs> level. Okay, one level of detail. He says, When my heart stopped, I became conscious of going into a weightless state and moving off, actually lifting off above the gurney in the emergency room. There was much whiteness and a sense of peacefulness. I mused about lifting without any, oh, any pressure on my backside. Then I awoke and was being attended to after shock treatment. I feel much as I had in the past, no fear of death. And that's it. <laughs> I mean, this, this guy, he feels this weightless state and moving off. Apparently, he's leaving his body. He's actually lifting off above the gurney which, you know, stretcher if you're American. And in, in the emergency room, there was much whiteness and a sense of peacefulness. Wait, wait a minute, whiteness? Did you see a light? Did, you, did the whole room just become really bright? Was there a light in the room? Were you taken away to a white place? Or maybe he's forgotten. Who knows? But, uh, and he mused that there's about lifting without any pressure on his backside. I, I find that fun. That is the kind of comment that would only come from somebody who hasn't studied these things and yet maybe come across it later. They might come across it later, but at the time, he's wondering about, huh, that's weird that I don't feel any weight on my backside as I lift up or any pressure. Anyway, um, 
And it's interesting, he says, I feel much as I had in the past, no fear of death. Apparently he didn't have fear of death in the past. Makes you wonder if this might have been a second near-death experience. Or perhaps he was religious enough to have a comfort, a comfortable idea about the afterlife. Here's another one, also very low in detail, but worth mentioning. This is Kara on the same website. It was during the birth of my first child. I was semi-conscious and bleeding internally. I had all the symptoms, high temperature and rapid heartbeat, but no visible bleeding. No doctors could would come to operate. It was extremely painful. I remember everything. The most disturbing aspect was that I tended to leave my body after the experience. It can be described as flying through out of space and reliving certain unresolved events throughout your life, as though you had to let go of the these things before you moved on to the next world. I thought at first that I that it could be post-traumatic stress that I, and that I was going crazy, or it was the stress of having a young child. But since I have related these experiences to a near-death experience, I seem to be able to cope with them a lot better. I'm not scared of dying. In fact, I look forward to it as all your pain will be lifted. You know, this might also be a one on the detail level. Although it's not entirely clear whether she has much detail to share. Except for the fact that she says that uh, she ends up uh, flying through and out of space and reliving certain unresolved events throughout her life. Did she have a life review? Did she have portions of life review? It's like... It's like she's in this painful, difficult situation and she keeps leaving her body, you know, going in, back out, and back in, back out. And sometimes, um, maybe what she's saying, though, it can be described as flying through out of space. Maybe she's saying it, it felt like she was just floating in space. Maybe, you know, weightless and whatever. So maybe she was just kind of hovering there and having some kind of life review and uh, um, re, you know, kind of uh, dealing with unresolved events in her life. So that's, that's very possible that that's what's going on. And so it may not be a lack of detail so much as a lack of, of details. <laughs> There's just not a lot that happened, but it was obviously life-changing because she says that uh, she's not scared of dying. In fact, she looks forward to it. Um, but uh, very interesting. So uh, we'll go ahead and uh, close up by uh, saying if you have an iTunes account, please leave a review. Um, you can also, um, or if you find the podcast on any other uh, place that... Uh, um, such as Spotify or Stitcher, whatever even that is. I've never even looked up into it, but apparently people get uh, podcasts there. And wherever you are, leave a good review for us, um, an honest review, let me say, put it that way. And uh, that will help people find the show. Also, you can contact the show to leave a question, an experience, or a comment by uh, emailing Podcast at gmail.com. You can also call 970-NDE-CAST and our website, where the show notes and so forth are, and where links to the original stories are, is 
neardeathexperiencepodcast.org. And thank you again, all of you, so much for listening. Thank you.